0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, hit it! Oh, baby, what a play! Woo-hoo-hoo. This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team and KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs, offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I have a pretty cool topic to discuss in the ensuing weeks we're going to dig deep in the NFL draft which is of course going to be in Kansas City this year but we're still about a month away from that so Joe I have a juicy question I've been meaning to ask you you've caught passes from Joe Montana closely watched the careers Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes you're uniquely suited to answer this Montana Brady Mahomes who is the goat quarterback among among that trio Ooh man I guess there's so, <laughs> this
1: is fun this is fun stuff this is great offseason talk because I know that you know um you know a lot of people obviously the Brady Montana one happened for quite some time right mm-hmm. where everybody was wondering whether Tom Brady, you know, kind of surpassed Joe Montana as sort of the best quarterback to play to play the game. When you look at you know different aspects of of, of what a quarterback's supposed to accomplish uh, for their team, but now that Mahomes has all this runway in front of him and he's already done it at the age that he is, you know, I think there's it. It definitely adds to the conversation that he is either right now could be considered that. And and what does his future look like if if certain things happen? Not to you know not speak, you know you don't want to jinx anybody about injury or things like that. That like if you said, well, if it ended today, if Patrick Holmes, I almost said if Patrick Mahomes hit the lottery and he quit football, but guess what? He already did hit the lottery. He's, he's gonna he be right. No, he did so,
0: right. So right, you, know, yeah, you, that, right, exactly. you have to take a pay cut if he if he yeah. looking off the lottery, right? Exactly. <laughs> like no,
1: no offense to, to being in the insurance industry, you know, but uh like we always joke around the office, like like what would you do if you hit the lottery today? How fast you know would you be out of the insurance industry, right? Working in corporate America, right? so Patrick Mahomes would probably say, Hey, here, keep your keep your lottery money. I'm gonna continue to play football and make more money. Um <laughs> But I think, you know, if Patrick's career decided, to, if he decided to end it today, you know, where would that put him, right? Is it is Are there things that are left undone? He doesn't have as many Super Bowl wins as, as either Joe Montana or Tom Brady. But when you look at the, where the trajectory would go and where each of them were at this point in their careers, right? It's just so such fun stuff to talk about because the quarterback position, you know, so often is like, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's as the team goes. I mean, you just, when a quarterback plays well, they build teams around them and it just gives a team that spark to, to set them next level. I was having a, co- a conversation with our, my, my, um well, he was my college coach at Penn. He wasn't the head coach. His name is Ray Priori. He's now the head coach. And we're doing some stuff with Justin Watson and um you know, we're setting up some alumni events and things like that. And we're also, you know, getting ready for the spring banquet and, you know they're going into spring football now, and we were just chatting about it, and, he's, and, and I was like, "So, coach, how's how's it looking?" And he said, "Well, Joe, we got a we got a good quarterback." And he said, "As you know, you get a good quarterback, so goes your team, yeah. right?" And I was like, "Wow, coach! I mean, that's coming from a you know Division One AA, you know football coach who's been doing it his whole life, right?" We he started as a coach when I started at Penn back in nineteen eighty seven, so he's been coaching his whole life. So he he knows football. You know, he may, he may not be coaching at Alabama or LSU, but you know, he definitely knows football. And um, you know, you know, I, I think that the emphasis on the quarterback position is worth this conversation, right? When you think about what those three quarterbacks can do. And of course, we could spend days talking about all the other quarterbacks that kind of fall right below that, right? Like the the Peyton Mannings, the Eli Mannings, the, the John Elways, the Dan Marinos, like Jim Kelly, oh like Fran Tarkin, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw's one Jeff that that not to go on a complete and utter sidetrack, but like he's one that amazes me sometimes that he won four Super Bowls with the same team with the Steelers. You know, in an era when, you know, there was no free agency, you know, you built your team, you kept going, you hope nobody got hurt, you hope nobody got traded. And Terry Bradshaw gets like tossed out of those conversations right. a lot. So let's let's put that in a parking lot yeah, for a second. And that's-
0: Right, exactly. That's not to say that the three guys we mentioned are one, two, three in some order of the best ever. It just Montana was so for long thought that way, and with your connection, he played for the Chiefs and uh, Mahomes too. And then Brady, you know, this is not not necessarily the correct answer. It's certainly, but the prevailing opinion just with his seven Super Bowl rings, and ten appearances, most consider him the best of all time. That's not yeah. just uh, one of these three guys is. You know, Joe, what I'll say about uh Mon- Montana, too, uh you mentioned Bradshaw. He's a perfect segue. Montana also had the four Super Bowls, no losses, four, four rings. It, it's really incredible to think that in all those Super Bowls, I'm on pro football reference now, he didn't throw one interception. I mean, that that's shows his excellence and i think you almost have to put him in a different category just the game was so much different he, mm-hmm. he took some vicious hits i mean he that that shot in the um against the giants the new york giants uh that they were lost in the nfc championship game in uh 1990 um you know where he hurt his elbow you never see stuff like that anymore his numbers would probably be even just out of this world if yeah. he he played in the environment that Brady did for the second part of his career and that Mahomes does now. So I think he is in a, a special group. There was actually, I encourage uh, fans to Google this, uh, Wright Thompson of ESPN wrote a really cool feature on Joe Montana. And, you know, Tom Brady grew up idolizing uh, Montana. Uh, he's from the Bay Area. He was at the catch game. But they're not that close, and there's a little bit of, like, you know, Brady wanted to be the best of all time and have the most rings. And in Montana's jealousy is too strong a word, but there's a slight hint of just a longing that, you know, if he had competed in the same atmosphere again with the, the quarterback friendly yeah. rules, he would have played forever and had just astronomical numbers.
1: Yeah, Jeff, that's it. That's a great point. You know, comparing eras is really tough. Right, It's tough in so many sports because the games change, the rules change, equipment changes. Um, There's so many things that make a game different than it is today versus when it was then. You could always pull out the old, well, when I went to school, I walked uphill both ways in the snow, no shoes. Right, You can always say, well, the good old days are the old days. But it really was true. I mean, if you were trying to compare two quarterbacks um and you were trying to, co- to compare them in different eras, it's it's really hard. The equipment was different, the pads people wore, you know, these you know, crazy pads. I mean, football is is now played, you know, players don't even look like they're wearing pads half the time, right. they're twice right. as big. Um even even at the end of Joe's career, right? That AFC championship game, you know, he doesn't hit, he doesn't take those hits. Uh, maybe they protect the quarterback a little right. more, and he doesn't bang his head on that cold, rich stadium turf in Buffalo, maybe that's a different second half, um, against the, the Bills. You, maybe, right. The game you maybe, played in, obviously. We're in the Super Bowl, and, you know, there's, um, you know, and, 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 you know, but then in Tom Brady's defense, you know, I do, the one thing I think that, that you could argue that Tom has a leg up. Well, number one, just the volume, yeah. right. The, the fact that he, the volume that he did it year after year in those dynasty. And then you throw in the fact that he did it with different teams a whole new, like he yeah. showed his, I think he showed more of his football prowess, right. Coming to the, I don't want to call them the upstart bucks, but you know, Bruce Arians, great coach. I got a chance to, you know, fortunate enough to play right. for him in Kansas city. Right. He's, he was coached at temple. We had like a little bit of a Philly connection um, cause he was coaching there, you know, when I was, you know, in high school and college. And I think about like what it would have been like to, for, you know, to go to a, to go to like Tampa Bay and 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 show how much you know about personnel cuz you know I don't care what anybody says Tom Arkett, Archi- he was the architect of getting mm-hmm. a lot of players there he redid his salary he did his contract like he wanted to make sure he had the right players so I actually admire him a little bit for that in the fact that he was able to act as like a GM on the field as well as a coach on the field as well as the quarterback of the team and that he almost helped Bruce Arians in that Tampa Bay Bucks front office Um, engineer that squad um, to get the right talent that fit his play and that fit the kind of playbook that he wanted to bring down to Tampa Bay. I think if Joe Montana wins one with the chiefs, I think, I think if Tom, I think if even, all right, let's say Tom Brady, here's a fun, here's a fun question. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady wins seven, goes to 10 wins one with a different team, even though he'd have the volume numbers, on Joe Montana, I think if Montana comes to the Chiefs and wins one, wins one, and it's only five Super Bowls, only five. Can you believe I almost said I just said only five Super Bowls. <laughs> and he wins just five Super Bowls, but one with a different team, four with the Niners. I think, and my, and I'm not just being Joe Montana Chiefs centric about this. Mm-hmm. I think he leapfrogs Tom I because I think you, I think you throw in the factor of the era on top of the, of Joe doing it with different team coming off of injuries. Right with his up, Jeff. His elbow used to look like he had a golf ball. You've probably seen pictures like he, it looked like he had like a golf ball inserted inside of his elbow. I mean, the guy's arm was a mess. And, 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 and if he would have done that, I think, I don't think there's a doubt, even with the volume of numbers. I think you give it to Montana unequivocally.
0: Great stuff. And we're going to dig more into this uh it's it's a great kind of barroom topic uh but first bet online remains your number one source for all your basketball betting this season get analysis of every play prop and point at bet online you'll find the latest odds bracket contests team matchups and game trends at bet online updated odds for everything from live games conference championships right through the just completed final Four and championship game BetOnline it's your basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. Betonline.ag where the game starts. Uh Joe I that was a great point there. Um and this is going to how I this is going to be how I'm going to uh rank the top 3 and I'm curious I want to hear your top 3 too. I think I put Brady number one, just like you said, the volume, just over 20, to do it over 20 years, just, you know, and just the, the 10 Super Bowls, the seven wins, just amazing numbers that I don't, I don't think will, uh, it's just so hard to surpass. It's hard, which is crazy. I, I, then I think I'm going to do Montana two. And I think though it was weird is I think I never thought I'd see a quarterback better than Montana I think Montana was actually maybe year in, year out, better than than Tom Brady. I just like you said, the volume. You just I mean, as great as Montana is, and he was at the disadvantage of injuries and playing in a different era, just over 20 years playing to 45 like Brady. I think that 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 trumps. And then Mahomes, I, I put at number three with a caveat that he has a long runway. He's he's you know, he's 27 already three super bowls and two rings he could vault up to number one he is he is on he is on that trajectory where he could with two mvps two super bowl mvps he could be the best ever but again you have to look at the whole body of work and his is only is such a shorter career that it's, it's almost like apples and oranges so that's my top three i of course pussyfooted around it gave ulster the hedges to make it so that you could look at it any other way Joe hopefully you have a more firm less wishy-washy top three than I do no
1: I, I I'm t- totally with you I I as much as I want to go with Joe and 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 you know because of the relationship there um you, you got you got you got objectively whether you like Tom Brady or don't like Tom Brady and I think there's also that factor too. I think there was a little bit more of a likability factor, nothing against Tom pure football, nothing against that. I just think there's a likability factor for Joe Montana. I just think there's Tom was relatively polarizing as, but you know, Joe Montana's from hard scrabble, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, You know, he, you know, you watch documentaries on him and, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna also say that I think Tom Brady went through some adversity himself because he mm-hmm. wasn't highly drafted. I mean, because that's another thing you have to throw in, right? I mean, Tom, you know, Joe just, you know, he really, you know, if you watch some documentaries on Joe and you, you get to know him, I mean, there was a time at Notre Dame when he was thinking about quitting football, it was mm-hmm. getting that bad. Like they were putting so much on him and he was facing so much adversity. He almost didn't c- complete his college career. He was going to try out for the basketball team. Because he just felt like he was, and the same thing happened to him in high school. Like everywhere he went, he had to really earn it. Now I'm not saying that Tom Brady didn't. I mean, being a 6 round draft pick and going on to do what he did, and you know, obviously there's that documentary about the Brady Six and, and the quarterbacks that were right. drafted ahead of him
0: and battling a, out with Drew Henson at Michigan. You know, he, they, yeah. he tried to. he they tried to kind of find another guy who was better who was going to overtake Brady, and he kind of push the competition and, you know, kind of outdid Henson. So, yeah. So
1: that, that might be a wash there as far uh-huh. as like adversity goes. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I would say that, you know, Tom Brady versus Joe Montana, you know, going back to that likability factor is, you know, Joe just didn't, you know, he, whether you, you want to bring this up or not, but, you know, he didn't get involved in any cheating scandals with, yeah, deflated that's, balls that's very, or yeah video stuff like he he you know for whatever however you want to phrase it maybe this is the wrong way to phrase it but he won them all fair and square look and were those were those cheating incidents really even anything to write home about probably not they're probably just blown out of proportion anyway what's the difference if the balls were deflated right at the end of the day well, was,
0: blown out of proportion no pun intended right what pun intended, did, right?
1: Right? Well, pun intended. <laughs> um but I think, it, you know, there's just that there is that just that likability factor. Now, let's throw Patrick in the mix yeah. on that. Patrick is electric to watch like there is that. Well, that's not likability as in personality, but it's more like watchability or, you know, let's call it like let's call it like um, excitement factor. Right. He just does things athletically that make him really, really fun to watch. Tom is probably the more mechanical, methodical quarterback of the three. I think Joe is probably maybe closer to Tom, but probably definitely closer, more on the spectrum towards a Patrick Mahomes where, you know, he kind of made some magic happen back there. You know, Joe was very athletic and, and he was a super athlete,
0: basketball, baseball, the whole nine
1: yards. Which
0: which people forget because we're, again, talking about the injuries, but like you said, he was a great, he major, I think I read someplace that like North Carolina State, which is a major, major program, especially at this time, you know, in the late 70s, um, offered him a basketball scholarship, that he was that good, and people forget because by the time, late in the 49ers, certainly by the Chiefs, time he was with the Chiefs he had uh, had so many injuries he was really more of a pocket guy but he was he could scoot back in back in the back in the day yeah you watch some of his
1: Notre Dame stuff and so I think he definitely in the middle somewhere between so if you want to create like a goat as far as like excitability factor to watch man I think Patrick's got to be number one yeah. on that list I mean and then maybe Joe and then Tom Tom I used to, what I used to watch, when I used to watch the Patriots, um, when I was coaching high school football, I used to actually, we used to do the NFL.com videos because, and we would show the kids how methodical a team could be. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady was, those, those Patriots teams were machines. They just, they would just march. Like they would march, punt, get the ball back, win a little field position, march, score. And then do the same thing over and over again. They were just methodical in their execution. You know, not a lot of big plays. I give Tom a lot of credit for that. He wasn't always looking for the big pass glory. Mm-hmm. He wasn't looking for the behind the back, through the legs, over the top of your head pass, right, that that you sometimes see come out of Patrick or some of the, you know, the younger quarterbacks today who are, you know, all exciting to watch. Um, you know, but I mean – I got to give it to Patrick as far as, like, if I were to go back and watch. If you gave me a chance to watch three games, Joe Montana's best game, Tom Brady's best game, and Patrick Mahomes' best game, I don't know. I think I'm watching maybe that
0: that Buffalo 13-second game. Yeah. I I think, you know, that, that's a great point. I think as far as excitability, I, I probably and just fun to watch. I like think Mahomes, as crazy as this is, is number one. And I, you, there's another guy he actually reminds me of. That again, that doesn't. We we had came up with three guys, but you could throw John L. away in this conversation, whose game Mahomes reminds me a lot of, and who was really fun to watch. Same with Brett Favre. I think Mahomes is like kind of a, a Brett Favre at his best, or a less risk adverse, you know, or um, uh, more risk avoidance than, uh, mm-hmm. than, than than Favre had. So Joe, okay, so is your? It sounds like your top three is mine. Are you going? Um, Brady Montana Mahomes,
1: oh yeah, oh absolutely. For for pure overall, the big picture, adding it all up, taking and just putting that whole all those ingredients into a recipe, I I think I have to weigh some of those other factors more in Brady's favor, um, and go with him. You know, as as it goes, as much as it pains me. You know, not that I don't like Tom Brady, but as much as it pains me to not be putting Joe or Patrick above there, I just, you know, I just have to, you have to kind of be objective. You know, when we're talking, we can't let our hearts always win out, right? We got to let our brains do some of the thinking sometimes. And I think from a brain perspective and an objectivity perspective, you kind of have to give it to Brady as much as he doesn't have the likability factor as much as the other two, or maybe even the excitability factor. But, you know, sometimes it's about that silver Lombardi trophy. You know, or the ring on the finger of of all those. Think about all the teammates that he helped spark Super Bowl rings for. You know, with seven seven different you know Super Bowl wins, and you know fifty three guys with some overlap and things. There's hundreds and hundreds of players out there walking around with Super Bowl rings because of because of Tom Brady. And and I say because of Tom Brady because I think he was the catalyst behind you know the the Patriots dynasty, and then you know what basically what they were able to do in upstart Tampa Bay.
0: Uh, you, you know, Joe Montana fairly well, having played with him, caught touchdowns from him. Would Joe be disappointed, bummed about this or would yes. he shrug it off? Okay. I you,
1: think he would be, I think you'd be bummed, you know, cause I think he would be, you know, cause we, you know, I, I, I still, there are times when I will still, you know, when, when Tom Brady's name comes up in conversations and people know that I played with Joe Montana and, you know, was fortunate enough, my God to live every, kids dream to catch a touchdown you know or multiple touchdowns from you know joe montana as i always used to joke my my dad used to say i I knew you'd end up in the hall of fame i just didn't know it would be on somebody else's plaque Um, (laughs) but but like i yeah i i think joe would be disappointed and and i and i gotta be honest in in most in most circles i will still say that you know joe was was the best you know because i don't want people to not you know, think that I don't think he is the GOAT in my mind. Um, But it's hard to argue with seven Super Bowls and going to 10. Like, chances are you're going to lose one. And I know Joe has a lot of those other statistics you mentioned, like no no, no interceptions, he didn't lose. I get it, but it's hard to get there. And, you know, Tom was able to do it 10 times. So, of course, you're going to lose one here and there. You're not going to win them all. And um yeah, I yeah, I think you'd be disappointed because it yeah. I hate to I
0: hate to say that. That that's great perspective, Joe. Um, but yeah, the, the, the 10 Super Bowls is crazy. I mean, you're looking there haven't been there as many as 60 Super Bowls played. So he's Tom Brady has played in more than one-sixth of all Super Bowls ever. That that just really puts it in perspective there. Now, the one thing though that I have to give Mahomes and Montana that you could give them more credit for and could make an argument that they des- deserve higher placement than Brady. Uh, Brady during those 10 Super Bowls really there, there were a couple years uh the, the year they went 16 and 0 they were just an offensive juggernaut, Randy Moss and and Mahomes or excuse me Brady had um you know the, the 50 or more than 50 touchdown passes the record at the time. That was in, you know, the team winning uh, behind this offense. But for most of the years that he, including his most recent um, Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, it was really because of their defense. The Buccaneers had a really good pass rush that year. Um, the Chiefs obviously were the victims of that. The You know, but the Patriots, most of their teams was a Belichick defense. It was really just hard-nosed and, like you said, kind of a workman-like getting chunks down the field mm-hmm. of the offense um Montana played with some great defensive players Ronnie Lott guys like that but those teams won because of the Bill Walsh offense um and same with the Chiefs they've uh they have some good young players they of course have Chris Jones they had Tyron Matthew but they won because of Mahomes in the offense so i i think that could give them an edge i'm still putting Brady number 1 yeah. um but that's that's uh kind of something to think about and then the one last thing i want to say about because I know Joe Montana is obviously going to listen to this, and we? we want we want him to understand what we're thinking and, and give him some some more credit. Is I think a lot of people are like, oh well, you know Montana just threw to to Rice all the time. Well, he won two Super Bowls without Jerry Rice, so you yeah. know White Clark was still very good. But it's not like the fact that he kind of did it with different weapons, just like Brady, just like Mahomes, who lost Tyreek Hill and still won it all. Anyhow, I, I I think it's the fact that uh, Brady had a little bit more defensive help, um, defensive focus. I I think that's worth uh you know pointing out. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I think you know, and it, it does it does you know maybe as a sneak peek, Jeff, uh, and it just popped into my brain as something to talk about as we're going down this this road. It's it's tangentially related, obviously, to the Brady, um, Mahomes debate. Let's take. Bill Walsh out of it and and focus maybe just on on the Brady Mahomes since they their eras kind of did cross over and Joe was a little bit before that with Bill Walsh. Is who's a better coach? Oh you know, is it because you know, because you know, remember, you know, the, the 49ers didn't win a lot of all those Super Bowls with with Bill Walsh. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: Seaford won right two of them. So, yeah, uh, two, so two of, them, two of the Niners Super Bowls. Uh, you won just one of the Montana Super Bowl, right?
1: So, you take that one Super Bowl away from Bill Walsh, and now what about Andy Reid versus Belichick, right? I mean, wow. look, look, you know, when you go back and look at somebody's whole body of work. Uh, and I saw an infographic on this and I, you know, it just popped in my head. So I didn't get a chance to, to do the research while we're here recording, but you know, there's a debate now because of what Andy Reed has done with his whole body work. And you look at what Belichick did without Brady. Yeah. And, and or hasn't done, I should say, right. sorry, let me right. put that disclaimer, hasn't done without Brady. And yeah. you look at what, what Andy Reed did in Philadelphia. Now he didn't win any Super Bowls there, but man, he has some really good squads, and he is, you know, he took, you know, a, a quarterback in Donovan McNabb and won, you know, a couple of NFC championships, went to the Super Bowl, lost. Um, or I'm sorry, went to a couple of NFC championships, won one, went to the Super Bowl, lost. You know, they booed Donovan McNabb when when he got drafted mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. So, you know, Andy Reid, if you look at the way that his career, the trajectory of where it's gone, and how much he's built on. It's an interesting debate there too about yeah, whether or not is Andy Reid a better coach than Belichick, even though he, you know, won his he's only won you know the two Super Bowls. But you look at his whole body and what he's done with and without some superstars, and pretty interesting debate
0: there too. There, there's some rumors actually, you know, the AFC East is really tough. Assuming uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, um, yeah, we know how good the Bills are, and obviously the Jets would be a lot better. The Dolphins added a lot this offseason. They were a playoff team. The Patriots could be the worst team. that could finish in last place and they could easily miss the playoffs. There, There's some rumors out there that he could be in a little bit of hot water. They have not. They've been to the playoffs once since Brady left and have not won a playoff game. Uh, so yeah, I, Reed is certainly getting closer. And he, Right, you could make a great case and it's kind of NFL history is so cool that um, Andy Reid's like a direct descendant from a Bill Walsh, but he learned Andy Reid learned from Mike Holmgren, who coached under uh, Bill Walsh, and so it's it, yeah. it's really a lot of the same principles. So Joe, really fascinating yeah. stuff. I want
1: to get you know, Jeff, you've been following football a long time, and I guess I want to get your take on how do you think the, if if you can factor in competition yeah. in that in that in that conversation too. Going back to let's go back to our QB goat conversation and think about what did the nfc west look like when joe montana was playing you know what have the divisions looked like for the patriots and the chiefs um also what did free agency do right. to tom brady and patrick mahomes and is that is that a good was that a good thing or a bad thing like when you're making these comparisons like you know joe montana didn't have the the, the environment, let's call it the environment to walk into, you know, Carmen policy or Eddie DeBarlo who's the owner or go into Bill Walsh's office and say, Hey, I saw, uh you know, uh, uh you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is a free agent. Let's go get him. He's a great receiver or, you know, Hey, I saw this unbelievable pass rusher, you know uh, who I would hate to try to, you know, I would hate to have him rushing at me, go get him, you know, go get Derek Thomas. He's a free agent, right? Like, go montana didn't have that luxury yeah you, you kind of you're like you were given the hand you were dealt and you basically hope that the coaches made good determinations in whatever little trades there were back then right trade trading was not a big thing back then um mostly players got traded at the end of their careers not in mm-hmm. the beginning and there was no free agency so you know you had to just hope that when they took you know, Jerry Rice out of a division one double a school that you hoped he was going to be the receiver he turned into and John Taylor and Dwight Clark. And Mm. I I don't know. I mean, I think that's that.
0: Yeah, add a little
1: bit of the of the mystique back to Joe Montana being the goat because you just didn't have that
0: back then. Definitely. You didn't have the same tools to uh, to certainly be able to quickly upgrade your roster. Now, I think he did have the benefit of since it wasn't free agency for some of it that he could they could have to keep the same team but certainly joe you look at the competition there um you know there's great giants teams under parcells um that you know he played against the chicago the chicago bears defense at 85 and was even better than the 86 the competition that he faced just to get out of the nfc was so much tougher than uh, Brady or Mahomes, who have benefited a little bit from uh, weaker divisions, the AFC East was not not very good during much of Brady's reign, and and the Chiefs have have you know the, the Raiders have been a mess, the the Broncos have not had a quarterback since since Manning, and the Chargers just kind of do the Charger thing. So they've <laughs> been, Joe, that's a great point that, that how they've that you know it's funny. The more we talk this out, I kind of I I. Montana, I think, is making a leap in my mind. The more and more we talk this out, I'm still going to go Brady one, Montana two, Mahomes three. But boy, you can make a great case uh, for Montana. Yes, it's it's, you know, it's it's
1: fun to look at all these different factors, right? Because winning begets winning. My gut is telling me that I'm going with you. That that the competition in the NFC to come out of the division and also to compete in the NFC West was probably a little bit stronger. Again, I'm, I'm only going on gut feeling. I'm not going on data, but I would say that Joe Montana, those teams were a little more battle tested than, than a, than a, than a Brady AFC East Patriots team during the dynasty, because just, you know, it just seemed like, I don't know. I think back to some of the, the jets haven't been good for a really long time. Um, you know, the Bills, they struggled for a while. There was a time when the Bills were not the Bills they are today. And I think I think our listeners of today probably don't remember that because they see the Josh Allen Bills. And the Bills went through some things between the Jim Kelly era and, you know, the four Super Bowls. Um, they went through some tough times. Yeah. And, you know, the Dolphins had had their struggles after Marino. And, you know, it, it just – there was definitely – I think there was definitely – more of a a competition uh, toughness that built those 49ers teams than than maybe the Patriots.
0: Great stuff there, Joe. And, you know, I know we haven't talked quite as much about probably Mahomes as as these other guys. And even though it's believe in chiefs, but you know, he's going to be only 28 this season, Mahomes, he's 27 now. um, And it's crazy to think. uh, So it's just, you look what he's doing. He's on that path. It's just, he doesn't have quite the, 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 Career duration, but man, if he if he goes to another Super Bowl, which is a great chance of happening, let alone winning it, then you're really talking that he in that short sample size, he, he's really entering the conversation of. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah,
1: look where look where he is now. I mean, he's already, definitely he yeah. will definitely he will definitely leave Frog Joe if he if he wins four Super Bowls. I, I think I think. I think he probably leapfrogs Joe just because of some of the things we talked about, the wow factor that he brings to the table. Um, and, you know, whether he catches Brady or not in that conversation, he will, I think, I think Chiefs fans will all agree that he will leapfrog Joe in that, in that manner. If he gets the three, four, five Super Bowls, keeps winning MVPs, um, you know, he'll definitely be, he'll definitely be number two. If he goes on in the same keeps any even anything even close to the same trajectory he's on right now. By the time he's 35, 36 years old, if he has two or three more Super Bowls, it'd be crazy.
0: And and fans, listeners out there, let us know what you think about this kind of juicy topic. It's that you have at Joe Valerio, V-A-L E-R-I-O 73 on on Twitter, or just at Believe B-L-E-A-V, uh let us know. But if you enjoyed this show uh, presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.